I'm Kiara, and I am going to be talking with two different people today. And we're doing the biggest fears through different people's eyes. So our first person that we're interviewing today is... Christian Mendez. And where do you go to school? Blue Springs High School. And what grade are you in? I'm a senior. Okay, so we're going to have a variety of gender and age between our two people. And so one of my first questions I want to ask you is what's the definition of fear to you? Definition of fear? Mm-hmm. I think that's just when you're afraid of something, isn't it? But isn't that just being scared of something? <laughs> yeah, like fear means, I don't know, like in your brain it's like dangerous to you. So fear is just a stronger type of being scared, you think? Yeah, like you're kind of anxious, I think. Anxious. So that was going to be my next question. What do you think is the difference between fear and anxiety? Oh, anxiety? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like fear is probably like a stronger emotion or like, I don't know how to say, but like more dark um, or negative feelings versus anxious. I mean, you can feel anxious during a big game or if you're about to speak in front of people or whatever. So, so what if someone's biggest fear was speaking in front of someone? Like public speaking. Would that be anxiety or just fear? Um, I don't know. I guess at that point, because I think fear is like the stronger emotion, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I think at that point, like the fear is just kind of overriding that. Um, I did some, a little bit of research and an ethologist, ethologists, is that how you say that? Ethologists. Yeah, the ethologists um, define anxiety as a lack of control. Do you think that is a good definition? Like being like you're not being able to respond to an unknown threat or anything. I mean, I'd say so because I don't know when you think of your anxiousness, a lot of people's physical like responses to that are different, but you can definitely see like. I don't know. They're not in control of the situation. So I think that makes sense. Yeah. So like anxiety is more of an internal conflict and then fear is more external. You think so? What do you mean by external? Well, that's what the ethologist said. <laughs> that it's more of that fear is more focused on unknown external danger. So like you know what it's going to be. It's like a fear of falling from a building. Mm. Or you can be anxious of not knowing if you're going to fall or not. So, like, anxiousness comes from, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm going to do good or bad or if I'm going to stutter or this and that. But then fear is, I don't know, like, you're specific, like, spiders or yeah, whatever. I think fear is more of a defined thing. But there's a lot of people that there's been a lot of debates and stuff. And it's a universal psychological debate from what I've heard and um, done some research on. Well, what about you then? Do you think that like what if someone's biggest fear is speaking in front of people? Is that anxiousness or is that nervousness then? Mm, I think of it as a fear. I feel like when you're anxious, like you can't stop moving. I guess you can do that when you're fearful too. Yeah. I, mean, I, feel, I feel like fear is more general and anxious is in the moment. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. But, like, for me, when I get anxious or whatever, I don't get anxious often, but 
I don't feel like if I am, I don't think I show it through like bodily signs or maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I sweat or something. I mean, I don't have a fear of speaking in front of people, but when I do, I tend to shake a lot. So that could be anxiousness. Mm-hmm. And it's also just people like using filler words and stuff like that. Like, um, and like, Mm-hmm. Things like that. Whenever people are like, um, probably like how we're doing on the podcast right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it bothers me. I don't know if it bothers you when people are like, I have anxiety. I have anxiety about this and that. Everyone Just if they're like anxiety. the little bit, even if they're the slightest bit scared of it. No, everyone has anxiety nowadays. Like, <laughs> I think, I don't know. You, There's a difference between being anxious and having anxiety. Yeah. Mm. So what is that? Um, To me... I don't know if you're constantly feeling like you're just out of control and not being able to know like we're not feeling sure of yourself then that's anxiety but I mean it's a normal human like thing to feel anxious about things okay. like if you don't feel anxious then about anything then there's something wrong <laughs> if, if there's a big game or something I don't know you want to get a little emotional you keep talking about a game. Do you get anxiety over games or do you get anxious over games or do you get fearful over games? I, don't, you know, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I get like, hype. Like, how would you describe you, I hype? Think, um, I guess excited. Dopamine. Yeah, my adrenaline just goes like. But that can also stem from, from anxiousness. Yeah. Which, I don't know, just talking about games and like performance wise obviously too much of that is gonna hinder that hinder your performance but too little of that is gonna affect your performance too we talked about it in psychology with miss menace um i forgot the name of the law i think it's called yerks yerks dodson's law but basically they said where if you're overflowing on on that adrenaline then i don't know your body's gonna fail you in the moment versus if you're in that balance in between part where you're a little nervous but you're still in control of your emotions and that's when you're going to be able to hit your peak performance that's crazy that makes sense though i don't know like whenever i'm playing soccer my dad always be like turn that negative energy into positive energy actually it was more with tennis like whenever you get frustrated Mm -hmm. you turn that negative energy into positive but i don't think that has anything to do with fear but it could be a little bit anxious about losing a game so yeah so that, that was a good way to define the two. So with your fears and or anxieties or anything, um, what was your greatest fear as a kid? Give me like a list of a couple things. Um, <laughs> my greatest fear as a kid was probably Chucky from Chuck E. Cheese. Um, I remember one time when we went to a haunted house, I took the chicken exit. You took... Oh. I, don't re- I don't remember what it was. And I also hated clowns like scary clown stuff but i think it came i think it was like more mascot looking things like clowns yeah you were scared of like figures yeah not necessarily like scared of the dark or anything exactly that's interesting i wonder why i don't know it was probably i feel like since i was the only child then i probably had different experiences just because yeah actually there's um there was this guy that said how how if you have like a more anxious parent then you turn to having more anxious behaviors mm-hmm. um when you're little and then you normally grow out of it more fast than 
if you were to have two anxious parents. <laughs> so do you think my mom was like anxious about everything? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom is a little bit anxious, but I don't think she has fears. Like, I mean, besides no, she definitely getting slaughtered on the road. No, yeah, she. I don't know. She's something else. There, there's a lot more research about overprotective parenting that a dependent child is more likely to feel helpless and has led to a generalized anxiety. That's so crazy. Like, we were literally talking about this in psychology, this same kind Stuff. of discussion. Yes. Like, there's three types of parenting, and then, like, the middle one's the most balanced, and then there's overprotective, and then there's, like, not caring. Which, those aren't the actual names for them, but that's just basically what they are. Um, and then, like, those parents who are, like, overprotective, like, their kids, obviously, are going to, I don't know, they're going to experience that. And then, as you get older, they want to, like, rebel, which is basically you growing out of it, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So. What do you think your mom fits under? Um... I mean, it depends on, like, the topic or, like, what's what the situation is. But I think she's pretty pretty middle of the road as far as general emotions. But, I mean, obviously, any mother is going to have their... Boundaries? Yeah. <laughs> the in-between. Do you think how she not necessarily parented you but raised you, do you think that, like, led to your fear of Chuck E. Cheese or anything you th- Oh, that's hard. (laughs) That's so hard because you don't really. I I think this is so weird because like I literally talk about all this stuff in psychology, but it's like a question that people have been trying to figure out is where does your fear come from? Like, do you learn it or do you are you just born with it? Nature versus nurture. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, like if you said a two-year-old infant in front of a little stuffed animal like monkey or if you said like a a two-month-old baby (laughs) in front of a monkey then they're not gonna like necessarily be afraid of it but if you place that monkey in front of them with a loud sound that's gonna bother them then yeah they're gonna be afraid of it and they're gonna be more timid towards it so I don't know I think that's weird for me because I can't imagine what was wrong with Chuck E. Cheese. I feel like it was just the way he looked. And, like, <laughs> by that time in my life, I probably had enough experience to say, like, okay, this dude's weird and, like, creepy. Because yeah. I've probably seen enough things and I, like, watch oh, things on true. TV. Oh, that's true. Like, what you were raised around. Yeah. Did you watch scary movies when you were young? No. You didn't? I don't think so. But, I mean, I'm sure I saw things that I didn't like. Mm. Well, how did your mom help you cope with your fears? Did she bring you to Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> we would go to Chuck E. Cheese all the time. You did? Like, I love Chuck E. Cheese. I just hated the mouse. And just walk around giving you pizza? Yeah. And so I remember one time I was with my dad and, um, like, the mouse was coming out. And I saw him. We were just eating pizza. And I saw him coming out while we were eating. I was like... I didn't cry, but I started getting under the table. Like, Aww. I was hiding from him. And my dad was just chilling there, like... He didn't care. <laughs> yeah, he was just letting me... I don't know. I'm I'm sure he was telling me to get up, but... 
That was so weird. But, um, there's, like, a debate between if you let your child either be scared or if you're supposed to, like, nurture them and be like, no, no, it's okay, honey. Yeah. Because 43% of children between ages 6 and 12 have, obviously, have many fears, but most of them, um our fears with like being do- like being scared of le- being left alone in the dark mm-hmm. or other common fears like monsters under your bed and stuff like that hmm. but that's just more of a general thing i think i don't know just going along with that is physical touch is just important as like i don't know being able to provide like meals in front of your kids and so like that's just one of the studies that um, we talked about in psychology is how does that kind of draw the line? Like, can you just put, um, can you just put like food in front of the table and they'll be they'll be okay and like not really need you? Mm-hmm. But they did the test on monkeys where like <laughs> if they scared them, then the monkey would go running to like the soft like little figure that's supposed to be like its mom but but that one had no food versus if it needed food it would go over to the metal hard one that wouldn't comfort them and just get the food and then go back to the soft one so so it's kind of showing that you do need that which that touch yeah and i think there's i don't know there's boundaries to everything obviously you shouldn't comfort your kid over every little thing i feel like that's part of life but you definitely should be there. Well, that was good. Are you, are you over your fear? I have to say I got over my fear. You did? <laughs> I don't know how, but... Good for you. Well, maybe we'll figure out in the next episode. Alrighty. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And we're back. We're gonna do. We're gonna continue doing the biggest fears of your childhood, and we're gonna look at a different person's eyes. We're gonna do the difference in comparing of an adolescent and an adult. So, who do we have today? Anna Cox. And you are your mother. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, I was wondering, what do you think is the definition of fear? Something that scares you greatly. Scares you greatly. So scare is less than a fear. To be scared. Yes, I think a fear is something that you are constantly afraid of. Versus, um, I don't know, scare. You can be scared for a moment of something. Hmm, That's interesting. That makes sense though. So then, what do you think is the difference between fear and anxiety? Um, I think different situations can make you anxious um, versus scared of something. Anxious, you can be upset over a certain situation. You're not scared of it per se. It's just you can get anxious because you have a lot of work you have to get done. And just the the knowing of all the work you have to do make, make you anxious doesn't mean that you're scared of the work it's just that you know it's a lot of pile up in a certain time period that makes sense so do you think anxiety is more of like an internal conflict 
and being afraid is more of an external danger. Does that make sense? It, I understand what you're saying. No, I don't know that. I mean, I don't think that it's always like that. I'm sure there's certain cases that that would be like that. But um, <laughs> you can have inner fears of something that's happened to you in the past or something that you know that happened to somebody and you're afraid that it could happen to you or you know that a lot of people have what they call irrational fears things that really have no reason for it to um to scare you or for you to have that fear of it like but what? you still do um let's say live living in like we do in the midwest There's people that have a fear of tsunamis or not by the ocean. <laughs> yeah. It's an irrational fear, but it so, keeps them up at night. It, it worries them. That would be, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like anxiety is stronger. You don't think that would be like an anxious thing? I mean, I'm sure that if it if it's something that takes cover them, over them, it, like then the yes, it, it's an, it, it creates an anxiety. Um I remember while you girls were in elementary school, um, I, I can't say that I'm scared of um, lies, but we were very <laughs> anxious of you girls getting it just because of all the work it meant. Yeah. Having to go through the hair thing and washing everything. So I'm not afraid of so lies. There's I hate lies. I'm not afraid of it. It's not like I think I'm going to die from it. It's just anxious because of all the work it creates. Yeah, that makes sense. So with that, what are your biggest, give me a list of your greatest fears as a kid. I don't know if this counts, but as a kid, I had this recurring nightmare. And I'm sorry. Sort of Irrational fear. Irrational fear. I would be in the at a beach, and I think I know this one. And as I'm in the middle of this beach, all around me are all these types of different animals, <laughs> from a lion to a whale to elephants, and I'm just in the middle, completely helpless and powerless to do anything. And it's something that sometimes when I was afraid, even as a kid, that would come that would come to mind hmm so like when you were scared of something like that's actually happened you thought about that I don't know it's like sometimes like even at, late at night and I guess it would be I guess my fear was the dark as oh, many dark. As, as many kids so even if I wasn't asleep yet and I was in the dark like that thought would come into my head but I would also wake up in the morning or in the middle of the night having that nightmare that is so sad <laughs> So, d did you ever like talk to your mom about that? I'm, I'm, I know for a fact that I have later in life. I don't remember now. I have Talking a horrible memory if I did as a child. Okay, well, that was one. Well, what's another greatest fear? Well, in most of Latin America, there is the so called, so -called Jordona, which means like a, it's a female crier. And story has it that, or at least parents would tell you this, like if you're going to bed mad or angry and crying, they would tell you not to cry because the Llorona would come and get you because this is a woman that lost her children and she is 
searching the earth looking for her crying children and she comes and steals kids that are <laughs> crying so yeah that was a huge fear growing oh, up oh sure and your mom told you this story Lily told you that oh hispanic parents are very horrible yeah if you wanted your kid to shut up you tell them these horrible stories just so they you know behave that is crazy that is so- you didn't do that to me no but i'm sure i've done other things other things that is so funny because when doing a lot of this research about childhood um fears and things it was a lot of there's a lot of tutorials and things that parents would go look at and what they would do if your child was scared of the dark how to nurture them so yeah, really I, made it worse actually <laughs> yeah that's kind of the and i know i'm over generalizing the hispanic way but that's the hispanic way i knew because it wasn't just my mother it was my cousins uh, my cousins my friends in school we all <laughs> knew about this and um a, a way of punishment growing up was was through fear yeah that's crazy like right then you can see the difference between a kid that grew up here and then in panama but so my next question was going to be how did your parents help you cope with this um you know to them part of that kind of stuff is kind of funny but at the same time my mom like if i was just by myself and if i woke up scared or something my mom always let me sleep with her and um so she would comfort me like that i guess um she always told me that things weren't real because I was I was also scared like I said scared of the dark yeah which 43% of children between 6 and 12 are think that this helped you build confidence and independence I don't know that I could say that because I, I still feel like you're kind of scared of things yes I I, <laughs> I still don't like the dark um, oh. Whenever I'm home alone and you guys are gone, I I have every light on in the house on. <laughs> I don't like hearing sounds in the middle of the night. So, so no, I, I still don't <laughs> like the dark. So maybe it was like a different type of parenting. Oh no! Oh gosh! So there was like an overprotecting parenting that is like when it. A child is more dependent and is more likely to feel helpless. Was Lily overprotective in any way? One hundred percent. Oh, you think so? Yes, I'm, I grew up um, having um, what do you call it? Like a physical activity asthma, <laughs> and so because of it, she wouldn't even she would keep me from doing about anything. Now she did have to rush me numerous, numerous times. To the ER because of my asthma so I understand now as a parent yeah. why she was so scared and she would but I mean I would be in the backyard with my cousins just doing cartwheels and she would start screaming at me and you know she kind of wanted to bubble wrap me so right. nothing would would happen to me yeah well thank you yeah in our next episode we're going to see if you overcome them and how it that happened into your later life Okay, sounds good.